Hi, and welcome to another edition of Tick Tick with Carla and Kruger. I'm Cheryl Carla in the driver's seat, joined by Sean, Head of Multimedia at The Citizen, and Faisal, our Senior Digital Reporter. In this week's episode, we are going to talk to the two of them about what it takes to be big on YouTube, everything from creating your content to a few tips, and also on how to monetize your channel. So that's it. Let's dig in. Hey, Sean, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Cheryl? Good, good. We're looking forward to your words of wisdom. I'm looking forward to it too. Three, two, one, fight. What's your best views that you've got on a video, Sean? On Facebook, I've got one that's got over 5 million views. Damn. On YouTube, my best views is like 2.2 million. That's a, a spinning video with, uh, with this guy, Katra. And uh, he was in the passenger seat driving the car. What? Yeah, he <laughs> drove the car from the passenger side. And that video went viral internationally. Till today, I've got American YouTubers taking that video <laughs> and like doing reaction videos to it because they can't believe that this was sitting in the passenger side and driving the car. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look for that video now when we're done. Yeah, yeah no. wow. <laughs> yes. Some amazing numbers there. YouTubers starting out are so concerned about what equipment they have. Just use what's in your pocket. Your phone your is phone. perfect. Use what's in your pocket, mm. do the videos, and that's how you will get recognized. You don't need sophisticated software. And The iPads and iPhones come with iMovie. That's where I edit my stuff. I didn't have to buy a 4,000-line program, which is Final Cut Pro, and it's very expensive. Everybody dreams of becoming a vlogger nowadays. I'm mm. sure all these young kids, you know, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. I just got monetized about... I think a month or so ago. And I'm not getting like the big bucks like millions I wish I was. But I was just telling a colleague of mine today that the little money that comes in, because what they do is they take your YouTube videos and they now put adverts in it. Yeah. But mine is kept to, I think, about 1,000 or 2,000 rand. But it's not money that you can live off. Yeah. And you need to generate views on, on your YouTube. Uh, a lot of people must, but must uh, realize that YouTube is, like you say, it's not a day job, oh, it is a passive income. Mm. <laughs> and if you have many passive incomes, it makes a big difference. It could be affiliate marketing, it could be TikTok income, it could be freelance photo shoot jobs, graphic design jobs. You've got to have that passive income nowadays. We all know how tough it is. Everything's increased in price. I don't know how I'd live without my, uh, my YouTube income. Right? <laughs> you know, if you want to make it as a YouTuber, you're going to have to find something other than the tech space because you're competing with the likes of MKPHT, Mr. Who's the Boss, Jerry Rick, and many others as well. So you'll see Casey's videos on his, on his YouTube channel. It's not related to tech only. So you'll do Everything. something about his move from New York, from Los Angeles back to New York. or How to make his sunglasses. How to make his sunglasses or going to the Cannes Film Festival. So I think if some South African or somebody wants to sort of excel in YouTube, then do anything and anything. I did a, a story on load shedding about an inverter that I have. And it's the highest views I ever got on, my, on that video. It's sitting on almost 85,000 views. So that yeah. also took me with subscribers and, and views as well. It's true what you say. You've got to have a good niche because obviously there's lots of beauty vloggers, lots of tech vloggers. Mm. Everybody can't be the same. 
couple of months ago, I went to a YouTube seminar, online seminar, and um, there was a chick that really blew up. Her niche is the fact that she is HIV positive. And the fact that there was nobody on YouTube that was giving other people with HIV advice and life experience with HIV. And there's obviously a lot of people that are HIV positive and they search these sorts of questions on, on Google and this chick blew up. And that's only because her niche is so unique. Who else has a niche like that? I've never heard of anybody like that. So I have a question for all you YouTubers out there. Um, where do you guys get the time to sleep? Because from my day job, it's <laughs> like I've got another day job at home, which is the kids. And then I'll be, I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. Where do you get time to make your videos? Well, from my side, I mean, the easy part is the shooting, you know. And then you'll do a couple of takes and you'll make a mistake or you, you know, fumble your words and stuff. But for me, the, the thing that takes long is the editing. That takes very, very long because you need to cut, paste, put inserts, and everything. So last night I did the video and it's like, it came out absolutely bad. So I reshot that whole video and it took me like almost an hour and a half to, to edit it. So that's, um, you know, how long it takes. And then I'm only using my iPad as the editing software. Mm. So other guys use Final Cut Pro if you use Mac. Well, uh, I'll, I'll introduce you to a website called Fiverr, so you can always outsource all, so your, all your editing. <laughs> now, that's something I'm considering now because uh, with your question there, I will not lie. I have shot so many things in the past couple months, and I've edited a lot of those things, but I also haven't edited a lot. <laughs> 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 and I'd love to source an editor that could do it at an affordable rate. But obviously, like you said, a YouTube income is passive. Mm. So, so, so what I've learned from YouTube is like, if you're averaging at about 250,000 views a month, you're going to make about two grand a month, mm. which is definitely not enough right. for you to be paying an editor. Because as it works now, my YouTube money basically pays for my internet. That's, that's like, it's, it's, the internet is for the company. Mm. The page I run is called Skid Marks. If you guys don't know, you can follow it. Shameless self-promotion. On, 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 <laughs> on YouTube. It's okay, we're all following you already. Don't worry. And uh, I try to do two videos a week. That's my minimum, which gives you eight a month. Okay, I have, I have another question for you. With all the video that you're shooting in RAW, that must be like huge. Your space requirements must be huge. So what do you use for storage? It definitely doesn't shoot in 4K. We've had that discussion before. <laughs> yes, I stopped 4K because it takes up so much space and then I have to store it afterwards and it's even more space. So at the moment, uh, I just bought a 10 terabyte external hard drive. That's a, a 3.5 inch one with a power supply. Mm. Those were the most affordable at like four and a half thousand for that 10 terabyte. The only reason I did that is so that I could have all my footage in one place because I had like five two terabytes. But then it was an issue because there's only two USB ports on your laptop and then when you need to look for other footage, you must switch hard drives the whole time. That's why you, that's why you carry a USB hub with you. But some, simple is always better if you ask me. So a bigger one is always much better, especially if it's network linked like a NAS. So then you've got a, a network storage somewhere, then you can always download it. That, that, that is my plan in the future. But like I said, it, it takes years to build this up. Mm. So uh, Casey Neistat obviously has a, an, an amazing NAS system. He has one of the best 
computer setups in Better studio. than Linus, Linus tech tips. Well, uh, let's let's consider that Casey Neistat was one of the forefathers of YouTube. YouTube, yeah. So and he did these things before all those guys did it. There's even an episode where M, uh, MKBHP, he actually, was him, he yes. was at Casey yeah. Neistat's studio. Other YouTubers went there and made content about his studio. That's the he, dream, he to have like a studio a, like that. But if you see Casey's studio, it's not formal. It's completely haphazard. Exactly. So it's got like stickers everywhere. Skateboards. And if it's got his skateboards, like he'll put like Tuesday skateboard or Wednesday skateboard. But if you look at MKBHD, it's... It's formal, clean, neat, and clean. His, his one, I'd, I'd note, his one is very clean. Yeah. But but one of one of the ones that I truly enjoy and I love watching is um, Unbox Therapy. I don't know if yes, you guys watch. Yes. Therapy. Like, did you see his roof? He's yes. got an LED roof <laughs> that just blew me away. So, I think if you get started out, you don't need a big space like that. You basically just need a corner of a room mm. that you can decorate according to whichever aesthetic you're going for. Yeah. If you look you, at yes. uh, Jerry Rig. He's got one corner, yes. I think, of his one of his rooms. The way he does the videos and he does the you know the whole scratch test mm. and that kind of stuff. You can basically you just know? wallpaper yeah. that section of your room, that corner, with whatever equipment you need. But Don't hate me for this, but is YouTube still the future of video content online? Isn't it being overtaken by TikTok and YouTube. everything vertical? YouTube, let's say Google, because Google owns YouTube. Yes. It's still one of the biggest tech companies in the world. And Google has, true, been, true. has found a proper model of monetization to provide creators with a way to make a passive income. I think it was you who told me YouTube is a lot easier to monetize than TikTok. Exactly, mm. because TikTok doesn't yet have a partnership program where they pay you. Mm. You, have, you get paid via live platform where you get gifts from other users. It's not TikTok paying you to do the videos. Call me old school. I don't have TikTok. I don't like that. <laughs> Look, I also ignored it for years. I prefer TikTok to YouTube. I think I just never really got into the YouTube space. I have one channel with six followers and two videos that I've had for the last decade. But I find it's easier for me to get traction on TikTok. The first video I ever posted was about the first Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy flip phone. That was my first big view video. It had 22,000, 21,000 views. And recently with a with a Cape Town marathon, no, it wasn't the marathon, it was the comrades. One of my videos blew up to 35, 40,000 views. So I find it, it's easier, it's more tricky to understand the algorithm but it's also easier to get your content in front of an audience, in my personal experience, than it would be on YouTube. It's, it's the short format content that, you, that probably grabs you. True. So, so back in the day, we all used to go onto YouTube and watch these tutorials on, on anything. Casey Neistat videos, how to shoot a video. This is how we learned. YouTube University is what I call it. <laughs> Reels, it's making a huge impact. As yes, well. it is. It so is. On Instagram. And remember, it's short. It's not long videos like YouTube. So you can advertise your products in that particular way. I think it's right what you said about the short form. Mm. There's a ton of stuff I want to watch on YouTube, but I see that it's 15, 20, 30 That's minutes. Right. So I add it to a watch later video, video a watch later list that I n I'm never going to watch it, even <laughs> though I keep adding it. We're on TikTok. And I know this says a lot about me as a person with a short attention span, but it's easier for me to consume content if it's in a two, three-minute um, format than it would be a 30-minute video because unless I'm 
in the car and I can listen to a podcast or an audiobook. I don't really have the time for a long YouTube video. That's why I think TikTok is also getting more popular because of its short content. On the YouTube videos, you'll see Casey's videos. Just as an example, it's not more than between 10 and 11 minutes. Yeah. Even uh, Jerry Rig, you'll see the maximum 12 minutes. Because after 12 minutes, or the, it's like a benchmark. Excellent. After that, people become bored. So it's, it's good if it's not short, not very short, like three, four minutes. But like up to seven, eight minutes is just the ideal time. Well, w- one thing about YouTube University, I recently studied. So I've got YouTube on the whole day. So even when I'm studying in a book, I'm listening to lo-fi or I'm doing a quick tutorial on YouTube. I don't mind the length. So for me, a, a video that's half an hour, I can sit through and I can watch the whole thing. YouTube, YouTube is definitely, I, I, can, I can definitely put a 10 rand down now and say that each of you in this room have Googled how to do something. Definitely. I know Davina, who's uh, in the producer's chair today, did uh, some cosplay a couple of weeks ago. And I bet she Googled and YouTubed some videos there. She did. <laughs> so uh, that's one thing about YouTube. They've been there for so long. There is so much content out there. Mm. And, and it also comes back to the point where if you do start a YouTube channel nowadays, it's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to grow because there are many more content creators out there trying a lot more things. And I don't know how that algorithm deals with over 3 million videos a minute being uploaded, which one goes viral, which one doesn't. YouTube obviously gives you a guide as to you got to get your watch time up and your likes and people have got to share the content. We've all done it differently. I had my own way of doing it. I know Facebook played a big part in building my YouTube channel Mm -hmm. because alongside the YouTube content, I made Facebook short format content and then you're directing the people back to the YouTube page and eventually ended up getting the website built. And then from the website, you're still embedding links from YouTube into the website. So you're kind of trying to cheat Google to give you (laughs) revenue on the website and on the YouTube video. But uh, it's different strategies for everybody. I wanted to ask you to to talk more about YouTube Shorts because, so you like you said, it's hard for a content creator to come into the space now. Um, my another gripe I have with all of the social media platforms we have is that some of them are vertical and some of them are horizontal, and it's such a pain in the ass to shoot everything twice, vertical and horizontally. So this is why if I do go into the YouTube space, I'll focus on shorts so that I can just shoot everything vertically and just like not care about horizontal anymore. I've, I've been trying really hard. I'm, I'm part of the YouTube shorts community in South Africa. They invited a select few people who have been using the shorts platform to be, become part of the community. And um, I, I find it difficult. I have not yet got a video with more than 10,000 views. I think the best one I have is like 8,000. The content on YouTube shorts is very different to what I see on TikTok. Because on TikTok, you can do a short little video about... Uh, I did this video about the Red Bull wristband that yeah. they used to vote. It turns red and it turns blue. And that's how you vote for your favorite spinner to win the, the, the round. And uh, that video hit 20,000 views in no time. But then post that same video onto shorts and you'd find you're getting 500 views for that. 
So I'm not sure if it's the same audience. I'm really about quality. So if you look at my spinning videos compared to any other spinning videos, I have a multi-cam setup so that the car is always, there's a camera close to the car. And I said to them on that YouTube Shorts forum that I feel like I have to dumb down my content for other people to watch it internationally. Do I see myself putting a wig on and then making car content about it. You Sean? guys have seen my, my, my TikTok Sean? video with the Sean? panties. Sean, so, I paid money to see you in a wig. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Check out, uh, you, you've seen the panty video. So it, it sounds crazy, guys. Yes. It's, it's just a, a little joke. It's poking fun at car guys that rev their golfs, especially at car shows. And how they expect women to react to that. But that was one of the videos where I actually had to, I feel like I had to dumb down my standard. But then guess what? Popular video. 100,000 views. And then what do you say? People like dumb stuff on TikTok and on YouTube shorts, honestly. So if you could give both of you three tips to somebody who would try to branch out on YouTube, what would you say? Sean, you're up. First things first is consistency. Consistency. You can't decide to start a channel. You post one video, like a welcome to my channel video. I've seen this happen so many times. I've done that before myself. I have and a gaming channel with one video on it. For three months, there's nothing else coming out because we're all waiting for those welcome bits that you've been exciting us about and then you never follow through. Quality is better than quantity. You're putting out 10 bad videos there. Nobody's going to watch it. One good video with some good time put into it will do better than 10 bad videos. And this is the same with shorts. But the shorts, it's so new, we also can't say. Because some people have posted like 10 videos a day and they've become popular of that strategy. Lyle, Lyle has been uh, beside me with my whole YouTube journey and he's always pushed that I need to be behind the camera more, which, or, or should I say in front of the camera more, because I'm always behind it. But uh, Lyle also gave me a lot of tips. I always send the links to him so he can criticize it. Audio is top. You know, you got to make sure. People can watch a video that has bad picture. It can be grainy or dark video. But if there's good audio, they'd still watch the video. They've got to hear what you have to say in that video. From my side, I think uh, the three tips that I want to share with them is that don't worry about expensive equipment. Use what's in your pocket, which is your cell phone. And if your cell phone can record 4K or 1080p, then that should be good enough for you. That's one. The second thing is you need to concentrate on a variety of topics. You're not going to beat the likes of MKBHD or Mr. Who's the Boss or anybody else. Use what's in your pocket. Don't concentrate on tech only. If you've got a niche for something also, you love something else, then do that. Some people love cats. And number three, I think there's so many social media platforms at the moment. TikTok, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Use these channels if you are on there to promote your video. And give the reason, people a reason why. Why should they watch your video? If you're doing an unboxing of a phone, why should they watch yours over somebody else? So if you've ever wanted to create a YouTube channel or monetize or know how to grow your audience, you've heard today from Sean and Faisal, our two in-house YouTube experts. Join in again next week for another episode of Tech Check with Kay. Initiating shutdown. Shutting down systems.